with Renee Vitale and uh, Renee. God, that was a bombshell report yesterday in the USA Today. And uh, the story developed really, really fast. MSU football coach Mel Tucker, he's been suspended without pay for accusations of sexual harassment by a rape survivor and activist uh, who was hired by the university to educate student athletes on the topic. And uh, we're going to get into it. But as I was reading this article, um, it, just the allegations, as as I kept reading it, just got more and more shocking and more and more disappointing is not even the word. Infuriating is, is the word that yeah. I would use. Uh, and we're, you know, we're going to discuss it, but let me just kind of lay out the facts here. So Michigan State football coach Mel Tucker, he's being accused of sexually harassing Brenda Tracy. She's a rape survivor and an advocate who is working with Tucker and MSU to educate uh, football players. I don't know if she was working with other student athletes, uh, but she was working to educate them on sexual assault and consent, according to that lengthy report in the USA Today. Uh, according to Tracy, uh, she was sexually assaulted by uh, four football players back in 1998, which is what um, started her on this path of being mm-hmm. an advocate. Um, Tucker made sexual comments about her, and uh, he was he touched himself against against her will uh, during a phone call back in April of 2022. Mel Tucker claims it was consensual phone sex. Uh, MSU and Tucker brought Tracy in. Uh, to speak with the football team twice in person before the incident. Uh, they brought in a third time to become an honorary captain at the uh, MSU spring game. And then Tucker canceled a fourth appearance by Tracy three months after the phone call in question. Now, Michigan State opened an outside Title IX investigation after Tracy reported the call back in December of 2022. Uh, according to the USA Today report, Tracy provided investigators with six witnesses, three of Tucker's assistants, uh, her own assistant, a therapist and an attorney. Tucker and his attorneys were reportedly tried to stop the investigation and tried to offer Tracy's attorney a settlement on two occasions, which was rejected. Uh, Phone records show Tucker and Tracy spoke on the phone 27 times and both parties deleted text messages Tucker says that he deletes text messages on a regular basis because he gets so many. And Tracy says she panicked after a phone call, which she alleged Tucker said, I'll be fine. It's you that I'm worried about. I'm guessing uh, she took that as threatening, maybe. Possibly. Um, Tracy says she tried to cut all ties with Tucker after the phone call and stay quiet to protect her career, but decided to come forward because she felt letting such behavior go would set a bad example. And that's it's kind of what she's she's fighting against um the title nine investigation it wrapped up in july formal hearing was scheduled on whether or not tucker violated the school's sexual harassment policy on october 5th and 6th that's the team's bye week and yesterday alan haller and uh he's the athletic director and michigan state's interim uh president Teresa woodruff they called a press conference to um announce all this and uh, one of the reporters asked a question, which I thought was very poignant and was a question that a, a lot of people, I think, were wanting to know. Yeah, Alan, I was wondering with the timeline you laid out uh, for the, you know, the process and the investigation, I was wondering what changed to make you take action now, given what you knew before. Yeah, Matt, we're always um, evaluating the interim measures were in place, and those interim measures uh, have been updated. Uh, initially, there were no contact uh, with the complainant. 
and then also increased oversight uh, from me uh, of the program, but then also the coach. So um, it's an ongoing process, and we update those interim measures as, as we receive information. So I believe that was Matt Charbonneau, who's one of the beat writers asking that question. And I think that's the first thing people were wondering once the timeline came out. Okay, so you were tipped off about this 10 months ago, um, and we heard nothing about it. Right. Tucker was still coaching. Um, Now that the USA Today report comes out, within hours he's suspended without pay. What's changed? Why did this take so long? Right. Why was he able to continue working? Yeah, and and I mean I don't know what the protocol is. I don't know if uh, if the if if, if the, Tucker would have had some legal recourse if this was uh, out there before the investigation wrapped up or before the hearing. But it's a poignant question. Uh, the unimportant stuff. Defensive back coach Harlan Barnett will take over the head coaching duties. Mark D'Antonio will have a role as well. But in the grand scheme of things, that's very very unimportant. I have to say, Renee, I. Don't see a scenario where Tucker survives this as Michigan State's head coach unless for some reason the accusations by Brenda Tracy turn out to be provably and demonstrably untrue, which I, which doesn't seem likely. I don't see how he's coaching another game for MSU after this. Well, morally, I, I don't think you survive this. Mm-hmm. He should not be allowed to stay on. He admitted even right he admitted that he did this okay and and here's the deal uh, on so many levels that in itself is wrong okay it's abuse of power mm-hmm. okay he's a married man right which <laughs> Let, was let's my not forget that right which was when he said it was cons- when when he said it was consensual that was my first question okay so let's say it was consensual you're still a married man right okay so above and beyond that's wrong and and that in itself what example are you setting right uh, so it's, I, there's no recovering from this either way, whether he's found to have done anything wrong mm-hmm. or not morally, it's still wrong. Well, and, and here's the thing, you know, if you take Mel Tucker at, the, at his word and, and even if the phone call was consensual, uh, which by Tracy's account, it, it wasn't, was not. it wasn't. And there, there has to be enough evidence that, that, that her story is the correct one for USA Today to publish it correct. and for Michigan State to take action. The, the, the fact that you're trying to take this relationship where you're bringing her in to educate your players on, on, on sexual consent, mm-hmm. sexual harassment and, and, and sexual assault. The fact that you're trying to make that relationship a sexual one just makes it so much creepier, so much more gross, and so much more inappropriate. As you said, the ick factor. Yeah, a whole lot of extra ick. So um, we, we, we will be uh, covering this all morning. Um, we'll try to get to more news here uh, at, at the bottom of the hour. But uh, this was such a... Uh, in depth, such a uh, a twisted web, and um, I'm pretty sure that uh, we haven't heard the last twist and turn oh, no. in this case. So um, we'll be talking about this all morning. We've got a bunch of other news we need to get to, which we will. Uh, got to take a quick break though. It's uh, first thing with Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale on WJR. So Renee, I don't know if you've noticed the calendar today. Oh, yeah. Well aware. Yeah. Um, Obviously, uh, it's September 11th. I think it's a day that's uh, seared into our brains, those of us who have lived through it. Uh, 22 years ago, 
And uh, even though it's kind of seared into our brain, it kind of sneaks up on us uh, on, on like non-milestone years. Like obviously 10 years, 20 years, um, in 2026, 20, 25 years, there's going to be, you know, a lot of uh, coverage and a lot of people talking about it. But mm-hmm. on these off years, they there seems to be it seems to sneak up on you and there's not a whole lot of uh, people talking about it till the actual day. Especially on days like this where there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got the UAW, this whole thing with Mel Tucker, a lot going on news-wise. And, yeah, it does sneak up on you. I mean, I remember back in Facebook's infancy, um, you know, every year on 9-11, there was a lot of people posting memes that say never forget. And I always thought that was kind of trite and empty. You know, of course we'll never forget. Um, those of us who have lived through it won't, but... You know, I wonder if we get further away from it and and people who weren't born yet when it happened, you know, they're becoming adults. Is it kind of fading from memory? I I think of like Pearl Harbor, right? I was born 40 years after Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, intellectually, I know that it's an important date, but it doesn't it it doesn't have the same impact on on 9-11 as uh, or I'm sorry, on December 7th. As it does on 9-11. I, I know that it's an important date, but there's sometimes December 7th will come and go and I, I won't even remember that it's Pearl Harbor Day. And I'm, I, I'm, right. I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to become more and more common over the next 20 years. Yeah. You know, I, I know that it was an important date to my parents. Right. You know, um, I will tell you yesterday I started my morning off scrolling through TikTok like a lot of people do. Right. And someone had made a compilation of all of the voicemails, well, oh not all of, but some of the voicemails that right. people were leaving that were on the plane, that they were leaving for their loved ones. Hey, this is so-and-so. Right. The plane's been hijacked. I'm just calling to tell you I love you. This is where I left my things. This is where the safe is. Please tell so-and-so I love them. I'm so sorry. I don't know. Oh, God, I can't even get through it right, right now. I know. choked up. Yeah, oh, it's it, awful. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of people like that, like uh, from Flight 93, the uh, the airplane that crashed in that field in Pennsylvania because a bunch of heroic passengers overtook the um, the hijackers. Yep, the let's roll. Yeah, the the let's roll. And I don't know if that was I, I can't remember if that was overheard or said in a voicemail, but that's exactly what I was thinking mm-hmm. of when you're when you're when you were saying that. I mean, the, the day was so surreal. I felt like when we were watching it, I felt like it it wasn't happening. I felt like I was watching a movie with, like, special effects. Yeah, yeah. And and just the different information that was coming out right. at, at so many different outlets at so many different times. Yeah, and, and it, it, you know, I, I felt like every TV, every TV um, – was it was non-stop coverage for days and days and days. Maybe we'll reflect reflect a little bit more on it later on. It's first thing. Very, very busy news day. Renan and I talked about it last segment, the 22-year anniversary of 9-11, and uh, um, there'll be remembrances all over the place. Not not quite as many as, as the milestone anniversaries, but uh, uh, it kind of sneaks up on you, makes you pause every year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the big news of the day, obviously, is uh, Mel Tucker suspended without pay um, for accusations of sexual harassment by a rape survivor and activist who was hired by the university to educate student athletes on the topics. The um, unpleasant details is, is that uh, the accusations stem from a phone call 
between um, Brenda Tracy, the advocate, and Mel Tucker, where she alleges that he was making sexual uh, uh, comments towards her and um, fondling himself um, against her consent. Uh, He said that it was consensual phone sex. The story broke in USA Today yesterday, and uh, a couple hours later, the university uh, suspended him. And, uh, you you know, Renee, at first when I saw the um, story, the headline come across my phone, I had to double take because, you know, Mel Tucker, he always came across as a very straight shooter and a man with great integrity. And uh, if the accusations in this report are true, um, that that obviously has been shattered. Well, there's there is some truth because he has admitted to some of it. Um, He has admitted that the phone call did take place, but he's saying that it was consensual. Right. Um, So there is there is some truth to it. Uh, Whether it's consensual or not, that's to be determined. But he is a married man. So. Right there, there's right. a ding. Right, and like we said early on, you know, the fact that she was brought in to um, teach about consent and sexual assault and sexual harassment, and he, and he tried to make that relationship itself sexual, yeah. um, add some extra, uh, so, some extra ick to it, yeah. for lack of a better word. And there's a lot to unpack, and um, we'll be unpacking that throughout the rest of the day. But there's still a lot of news that we want to uh, get to that we didn't get to in that first segment because we're breaking down all the facts of the story. And uh, uh, Sean Fain, it sounds like Sean Fain had another banger of a Facebook Live on Friday. Sean Fain is Sean Faining, isn't he? <laughs> he always finds a way to add a little extra pizzazz. Uh, he took to Facebook Live on Friday to not only throw away all three contact proposals from uh, Ford, GM, and Stellantis, he also ripped them up into tiny little pieces. you got to keep it fresh, right? Uh, Fane called GM and Ford's offer on wages shameful, and uh, while calling Stellantis' pay offer deeply inadequate, uh, he blasted Ford's inflation proposal protection payment uh, as being severely deficient saying that it falls short of the UAW's cost of living adjustment requirements, or COLA, saying that's not COLA, that's not even Diet Cola, that's Coke Zero. I see what he did there. Does he have a writer? Or is <laughs> don't he just, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Uh, the UAW and big three automakers, they're still far apart on wages, profit sharing, pay and benefits for temporary workers, uh, job security, retiree benefits, and that paid, uh, that tiered pay structure. Um so, uh, Renee, it, th- this th- this Facebook Live, these last three um, contract proposals, um, the outcome seems to be kind of what we've expected. And, and it, it's looking like it's becoming more and more of a reality that uh, um, the uh, the auto show and a strike are, go- are on a collision course here. Oh, yeah, it's going to go hand in hand. I, I did notice that he did uh, label the garbage bin. Oh, did he? Big three proposals. Wow. This is going to be a Halloween costume this year. People are going to, there's going to be a run on on garbage cans, you think? Yep. And the hat, Sean Fain hat. It it could be a whole uh, Halloween costume. I should have bought like stock in like Home Basics or Tupperware or something. (laughs) I I don't know. I I don't know who manufactures garbage cans. Yeah, right. But if I knew this was going to be part of of a motif, uh, I would have invested Mm -hmm. in it. 
Um, this story out in Pennsylvania with this escaped convict, Cavalcante. Yeah, this is crazy. Uh, he escaped prison 12 days ago. He was sighted over the weekend, more than 20 miles from the area where authorities had focused their search ever. Uh, he has since abandoned a dairy truck that he stole. He's altered his appearance. Earlier photos showed him with facial hair, but now he's described as clean-shaven, wearing a green hooded sweater and those prison green pants that he left the prison with. And then over the weekend, he attempted to contact a couple of old work associates that he asked to meet with. Uh, He went to their houses. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, One person was out to dinner with his family. They did not respond. They saw him on the ring doorbell camera. uh, And then he asked to meet with another one. They contacted the police. Uh, so very scary. Could you imagine being out to dinner with your family and then you see this guy that you're very aware of who he is and you know you worked with him? And right. Why me? Why are you reaching out to me? Right. Uh, well, at first you're like, oh, I know that guy. And then you're like, that guy's at a ring doorbell. Yes. Yeah. Did it exactly. say what he wanted? Did he just need a place he to hide out? He wanted to talk is Yikes. what he said. Wow. Yeah. We're not um, talking. No. And this story is getting more and more bizarre. I mean, he has been on the run for almost two weeks. Uh, he's had enough time to change his appearance. Uh, I know the ring doorbell images you're talking about. His face is like right up in there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at every press conference, law enforcement in the area kept saying, keep saying, we're wearing him down, we're wearing him down. But at a certain point, it's got to, it, this This has to be embarrassing Humiliating. For them. Not only the fact that he, he spider crawled out of there like Spider-Man uh-huh. while there was a guard on duty in the tower. That guard's been fired. Um, and he, he wasn't really f- fired because Cavalcante uh, escaped. He was fired because he had a cell phone in the tower at the time, which is which is prohibited and and you know who knows that it, for probably that exact reason they don't want Was you on doing your it on TikTok right, right exactly no. posting a picture right <laughs> he posts a picture uh escaped inmate uh gets away on roof uh follow, quick follow for part 2 right exactly yeah so it, it's very bizarre and and it I mean, it seems like he's hiding, but it also seems like he's not hiding. If he's, it's like he's taunting them. Right. If he's brazen enough to come out of the woods or the botanical garden or wherever the heck he's been and come up to somebody's house on the ring doorbell. He's not stupid. He knows that these things are out there. Right. It's it, He's taunting them. I mean, just, you know, in, in the age of, uh, of cameras being all over the place. Um, you know, in the age of um, thermal, you know, thermal cameras and, and everybody being tracked, it's just amazing that this guy is still out there. Yeah. Um, tragedy overnight Friday, 6.8 magnitude uh, earthquake hit Morocco. So far, the death toll is up to 2,100 people. Yeah. There was an aftershock 19 minutes later, 4.9. And wow. um, and. It, it it appears that the reason why there's been so many casualties and so many um, injuries, obviously 6.8 is very powerful, mm-hmm. but Morocco's building an infrastructure. Uh, it, to say it's not up to earthquake code would be an understatement. And it's a lot of older buildings. Yeah. Yeah, very old buildings. So, of course, you know, loss of life aside, 
uh, loss of personal property aside, I'm sure that there's a lot of historical structures that have that that, that are gone and are never coming back. So, um, hopefully, um, hopefully they can dig out. Hopefully they can recover. But I have a feeling it's going to be a it's while. It's going to be a while. It's a process. First thing with Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale on WJR. Well, Renee, I would say we're giving uh, the Mitch Album Show a run for their money for the amount of people. <laughs> In a studio. <laughs> it's a party in here. I love oh, it. Uh, of course, uh, we've got Guy here. Uh, Lloyd is back. And Lloyd, we missed you on Friday for the Lions victory party. We just had. Oh, oh man. It was so much fun. I know it was. I know it was. And that game was was so good. We knew so good. we knew that uh, we had to use Robo Lloyd a lot. Forward down the field. <laughs> so on Monday, uh, on Monday after the Lions beat the Seahawks at home, it'll be nice to have it live. Yeah, we, we will do it. And we owe the Seahawks a, a, a whooping anyway. They came in and got us last time, so we owe them. That's true. Yeah. Well, and and Matt Stafford put a world of hurt on the Seahawks. Yeah, I guess he's. Uh, I guess he's. Um, uh, connecting with his teammates. Uh, hey, uh, Jamie Edmonds, by the way, finally uh, a, an official member of both WJR and the JR Morning Team. Welcome in. Woo! Thanks, guys. Happy to be here. Uh, so are you still doing Are you still doing uh, uh, the sports book with, uh, with, with Steve? Yes, I am. Wow. Busy girl. Real go-getter. I, I, <laughs> seven to eight, I, you know, I've got my curlers in. i got my guacamole <laughs> mask on. I have to figure out this sleeping schedule thing. Yeah. I haven't yeah. yet, but this is day it one. Will. Yeah, you will. Yeah. It, the, you know what? Your baby's going to put you on the schedule. <laughs> the, the, She's the, already she, has, yeah. which is why I'm not that tired right now. The, yeah. the, the moment she goes down for a nap, you, you go down. Yeah. That's right. That's, 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 that's it. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I've been doing this for a couple months. I don't have it figured out. I don't know. Renee's been doing morning radio for a while. Do you ever figure out the sleeping thing? Never. You Never. Just get used to being tired. That's right. You just close your eyes for a few moments at a time. Okay. Yeah. That's what my dad does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just resting my eyes. Don't yeah, right. change the channel. Well, it's great to have you on. Uh, Lomas Brown starts on sports uh, sports rap with Sean Bleach tonight. So we are oh, just yeah. uh, we're stacking this roster, and yeah. it's it's very exciting. Uh, so obviously, the big uh, news of the day is Mel Tucker suspended without pay um, for um, a phone call in question with a rape survivor and sexual uh, assault advocate um, who was brought in by the university to educate players on consent and sexual harassment and, and sexual assault. Um, they became they became friends. They had a phone call where he... 27 phone calls. 27 phone calls. Mm-hmm. But the one that got him in trouble was the phone call where um, he was being inappropriate um, very inappropriate, and uh, he was um, doing inappropriate things to himself uh, against uh, uh, against her will. He said it was consensual, and the USA Today story broke yesterday, and within hours, he was suspended. Alan Haller and uh, the athletic director and interim pre- president, Teresa Woodruff, they actually called a press conference yesterday, and I believe this is Matt Charbonneau, one of the beat writers, had a very... Um, I thought salient question for Alan Haller. Yeah, Alan, I was wondering what the timeline you laid out uh, for the, you know, the process and the investigation. I was wondering what changed to make you take action now, given what you knew before. Yeah, Matt, we're always um, evaluating. The interim measures were in place, and those interim measures uh, have been updated. Uh, initially, there were no contact uh, with the complainant. 
and then also increased oversight uh, from me uh, of the program, but then also the coach. So um, it's an ongoing process, and we update those interim measures as, as we receive information. And I think that's what everyone's question was. This, this um, investigation was opened in December. It was mm-hmm. closed in July. Um, we didn't hear about it until USA Today broke the story. And, and so the question is, what changed between when the story broke and now uh, for you to suspend them now that it's been made public? Okay, so I had a <laughs> wide-ranging discussion with someone that has uh, a really good background on this. Bottom line is, when you start an investigation like this, you try to protect both parties. From external influences, you try to protect the investigation at all costs. You want it to be even-handed. You don't want public pressure to pollute or bias the investigation in any way. That was the system they had set up. Those were the protocols. They initiated this third-party investigation. Good on them. They didn't. They weren't tone-deaf like they were with Larry Nassar. Mm-hmm. But then the USA Today story broke. Unclear whether Brenda Tracy initiated that or whether it broke, but she certainly cooperated and gave a mountain of of, uh, data and Mm -hmm. reports. So she contributed to it. Now the university is looking at this. How do we protect the investigation? Well, we certainly can't have now this coach that's under a cloud continue to to do his job. So we will suspend him. The fact they suspended him without pay is interesting, and we'll be talking to an attorney later on. But it is about protecting the investigation from external influences. That did change. The circumstances did change, and they responded to them. You could suspend him right away for an allegation, for an investigation, suspend him with pay, perhaps. It seems reactionary, at least to the public, Mm -hmm. to suspend him now. But when you bring in an outside party, a third party to do the investigation, unless they recommend that, and again, what they were trying to do is to, to be fair to both parties. Do you suspend somebody or, uh, you know, if you're suspending it, then you're making it public, aren't you? Yeah, the coach isn't on the right, sidelines. Right. What's that about? Yeah. Again, that could pollute the investigation. So, you know, I, I, once again, but, but, you know, can, can Michigan State catch a break? Catch a break, man. Oh, um, and, and right. I mean, this this comes Friday. Um Sister survivors uh, of Larry Nasser delivered their lawsuit uh, to the Board of Trustees demanding that they release the 6,000 documents pertaining to Larry Nasser. So while they're still reeling from that, this comes out. And, um, you know, here's the thing. I, I don't see uh, a scenario where Mel Tucker is, is coaching another game for MSU, but they can't fire him yet because... They're, they have to wait for that hearing in mm-hmm. October. Right, yes. because they have to they have to prove cause or else they're going to be on the hook for all that money that they owe them. $80 million. Well, assuming that the conclusion is that you fire him. Now, I think all of us in this world realize that the, the situation at Michigan State is not like any other university. Um, they Their name has become synonymous with sexual misconduct. Yes. So when you hire the guy, you tell him, character's king here. Right. You can't dilly and you can't dally, have a dalliance with anybody. We need you to be squeaky clean. Yes. That's not even implied. I'm sure that was stated. I mean, how do you not think this through? This person has been hired by you to right. talk to your players about sexual assault. Like, why even right. get involved at all? Right. I mean, for him to try to take that relationship and make it sexual, e- even if he thought it was consensual, just adds so much. It just it's that, just it's so gross. It's grimy. 
And he's an, a married man on top of it. Yeah, right. He's married. He's kind of her superior. Right. Because he hired her as a contractor. This is, yeah, this is a client-vendor relationship. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. There, there were red flags everywhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yet, it, and we'll talk about this. We'll yeah. continue in the 6 o'clock hour, but yeah. I mean, they, yeah, there's so much to, to break down. I mean, Renee and I... It, it, we spent our whole first segment on it, and we barely just scratched the surface. So um, it's, a, as Jamie said, a very detailed report, um, a lot of a, a lot of twists, a lot of shocking allegations, and we'll cover it all on JR Morning coming up.